Welcome to the Divine Career Design Podcast. I'm your host, Jody Palmer. Week to week, you'll hear me interview experts in their fields of study, the highlights and challenges within their career, what an actual day-to-day looks like in their practice, and how to become an expert like them. There's so much to share, and I'm excited to get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back, and I'm excited to get into our episode today which really is all about preparing our kids to showcase their best selves. Now, I know that seems like a loaded topic, and it quite rather could be. But today our focus is going to be really specifically on the skill of resume writing. And I'll share in the episode a little about a personal story that inspired what I'm going to share with you today. Thank you to those of you who have come on and subscribed and rated and reviewed. Sharing my message with you, sharing the messages that come through me that are inspired by the work that I do with clients and young adults and teens is one of my absolute favorite things to do. And so I know that without you, I wouldn't be able to do this work. So thank you so much for listening and for leaving the ratings and reviews and giving me your feedback. It's more meaningful to me than you really would ever know. So let's dive in and look at what is one of those pieces about how we can prepare our kids to showcase their best selves. And I'll start with why this episode inspired me. And it's going to provoke some thought delving questions. And I'm wondering if I ask these questions of you, you or your teen, how you would respond. So I was working with a client and we were building her resume. She's wanting to apply for a job and an internship. And that's part of the work that I do in preparing for career success. And I love what I do. And it's fun to look at the opportunities that are jobs that are out there and recognize what looks like a great fit for the clients that I work with. And I think this is exciting when young adults and teens are just embarking on the world of of career exploration and seeing what's available and out there for them. And one of the experiences that I have, I had recently and I have had in the past, is that when we get into the work of resume building, it's really difficult for people to actually give themselves credit and acknowledge themselves for the things that they've accomplished in life. And what I mean by this is when I ask about these different areas of, of points that you would make on a resume, that you'd want to showcase, it's really hard for people to say, oh, well, I I did this, or I volunteered here. They don't recognize or give themselves credit for the small things that they have done or accomplished in life. And so I'm curious, even for you, because I know that I have been in a place where I would oftentimes not give myself credit for the things that I would do. I'm curious for you 
if there's areas of your life where you don't give yourself credit, and I noticed for myself that this is something that I did quite often, a week would go by, a month would go by, a year could go by, and I would feel as though I didn't do much. I didn't move the needle forward. I didn't build anything. I didn't create anything. I didn't make any changes. And this really was a big eye-opener for me. So much so that I actually began every month writing down and reflecting on a monthly basis all of the things that I had done and accomplished that month. So at the end of each month, I look back and I look at all the things that I did for self-care. What do I do to take care of myself? And for everybody, that's a little bit different. For you, it might be going to ride your horse. For someone else, it might be taking a nap. For me, it's getting a massage. Whatever you do for self-care, I focus on that once a month. And again, that's just me acknowledging me taking care of me. Another area that I focus on is my relationships. My relationships are one of the most important things for me in my life. So I focus on how many date nights did I go on with my daughter and how many times I spend time with my family or have events out with friends because it's important to me that I have balance in my life, that I take care of myself and that I build my relationships. And again, a week could go by a month and I would think to myself, gosh, I didn't do anything unless I actually took the time to focus on what I did do. Another area that I focus on is what I do in my, my area of giving or in contribution of my community and of service. And this incorporates what I do with church or how I'm, I help or when I can make a difference for someone. And so this is uh, an important part as well. And also the part that I focus on in connecting with my God. And then the last part is what do I, what am I doing for business? Where am I focusing on building in the area of business? And so that's really an, uh, a side note, but I am intentional about my monthly practice of focusing and giving myself credit for the things that I am accomplishing, even the little things, because I believe this is probably a quote <laughs> and I'm not sure who said it, but if you're not acknowledging yourself in the little things, you'll never acknowledge yourself in the big things that you do in life. And this was definitely one of the challenges when working on building a resume with some of the young adults that I work with. And so my question is for you is where in your life are you not giving yourself credit for the things that you do of taking care of yourself, of taking care of the family, of making sure that you are, you know, prioritizing everything that you want to prioritize in your life. And I think that it's important that we obviously do that. One of the reasons why that's really important is because it builds confidence. Confidence is the one factor or key that all my clients want more of. I think we all would say we want, we want more confidence. Well, how do you gain more confidence? Well, you learn to acknowledge yourself 
You learn to acknowledge yourself for the things that you do that contribute in your life. And again, it could be small acknowledgements. So for my clients who want this confidence in order to obtain a job that they're seeking, they really need to be able to acknowledge those small things of their other life. And that's a practice that I would I would encourage you to start owning in your home with yourself and with your family and with your kids. Now I'm not saying, you know, give a high five and a rah-rah and a cheer just because someone folded their laundry and put their things away. You might need to start there. For a five-year-old or a seven-year-old, you certainly would, right? And so as, as we get older and we can take on more responsibility, our accomplishments, you know, tend to grow and get bigger. Like what kinds of things are you accomplishing? So translating that into resume writing. Because when you're working and you want to apply for a job or you want to apply to college or you want to apply for an internship, you need to be able to have a strong resume. So this is really important, parents, because if you don't have someone that's helping your teen do this, you definitely need to be the sounding board and the, uh, the regulator on what's being written, how it's being written. And, and, and maybe even edit some work that that's being done. So as far as a resume is concerned, some, some great bullets or points for resumes and how to build them. Obviously we, we have templates that are available to us. There are are many templates that are accessible in word documents, in Google, they're everywhere, but even though they're everywhere, Oftentimes it takes asking that question and being in a conversation about the things that our young adults and teens have experienced in life and how that translates into what you're going to write on your resume. Kids know, for example, that they were in journalism class. Let's just take that for an example. If they were in journalism class, they might have done publishing, they might have done editing, they might have taken photographs, they might have have done some some video work. You know, depending on what the platform of journalism was that they were using, there's a lot of skills that if they have experience and they were on the journalism team at school, for example, there's a lot of skills that translate there. And one of the challenges that teens oftentimes, oftentimes have is looking at the experience that they have and how then that would translate into a skill or qualification or highlight that you would want to have on your resume. So that's the, that's the deepness of the conversations that actually can start to build a resume when our teens don't know what to put. Because most of the time when I sit down and I work with young adults and teens, they will say, I don't have any experience. And I'll say, okay, well, I know you haven't been doing nothing for the last four years. So let's talk about what you've done. And then let's talk about how we can use that experience to build your resume. 
So here's some of the highlighted areas that you would want to include on a pretty basic resume. This obviously is a resume that you would use to apply for an internship or a, a job uh, that you know may, may or may not have any uh, pre-qualifications for it. And then obviously when we go to apply for, for school as well, they're going to want to know a lot of these similar things. So one of them is on a resume to, first and foremost, always include your name and contact information. That's kind of a given, and I think that's pretty easy. I don't need to go into too much detail here. The only thing that I would make a note of here is that your name is your legal name. It's not a nickname or a half name or anything like that. It is your legal name. And then the second point that I want to make here is that your email address is professional. So your email should not be something like lickmydogs at yahoo.com. I just made that up, but we know what we're talking about. Any email that is not professional would not be something that you're going to want to put on a resume. So I do want you to be aware of that. One of the other parts that you're going to want to put on your resume could be to begin with is a summary. So what job are you seeking? You would put that in the summary. If you were seeking a retail position, you would write that in the summary, seeking a retail position within a company that has opportunity for growth and development and a great environment for personnel. So that might be something that you want to write in for the summary. And some of those ideas that you want to include there could actually come from the company's website where you could see maybe what their motto is or their vision or their mission or the culture that they really work to establish in their company. Okay, another one would be skills. Skills that you have that would provide that company with a connection on why they would want to hire you. So I wouldn't write any and every skill down here, but this is where you really want to look at the job description and note what are the skills, and oftentimes they're embedded within the writing of the description of the job. Oftentimes they're embedded within that to know what skills they're actually looking for. Are they looking for an editor? Are they looking for someone who knows how to write? Are they looking for someone who is friendly? So different skills that would be noted on the job description, would you want to also put maybe in a bulleted format on your resume? Another one would be qualifications. So what qualifies you to apply for this job and be the best candidate? The goal really is to be the best candidate on a piece of paper that at least makes that company want to meet you and perhaps interview you. Another area would be highlights. So this area I love because highlights is really something that might just be what could have you stand apart. So maybe you were the captain of your sports team, or maybe you earned a really amazing award, or perhaps you were crowned uh, in your in your homecoming court and you want to you want to highlight that and 
And why would that be something that you want to highlight? Well, if you're if you're seeking a retail job, then that would be something that that might be interested in because if you are oftentimes a part uh, where you were a leader or you were elected into something, then oftentimes that that it's a reflection that you're liked by your peers. And if you're liked by your peers, then companies are going to want to hire you. They, or they would that would be one reason why they would you'd be desire a desirable applicant. So I love the highlights area because this really is a place where you can just put anything that was uh, that that stands has you stand apart. Another area is going to be experience. So again, a lot of high school students have to write or have to complete hours in order to graduate high school. A lot of times these are community service hours. And the great part about this is that your community service hours, you really get to choose how and when you want to complete them. And if you know that your community service hours have given you an experience that has led you to want a job in a specific field, that really can go hand in hand about the experience that you had there and how it's translated into the job that you're seeking and applying for currently. Another area on your resume that you would want to include is your education. And this really is an important part here that you have shown that you have been able to earn a diploma or perhaps even uh, a degree or certificate as well. There's a lot of high school students who can earn certificates through different programs. And so this is going to be an area where you're definitely going to want to highlight the education and the background that you have. And if there's been any emphasis in a lot of high schools nowadays, there are, I've heard it called so many things. There are cohorts. There are schools within schools. Uh, but basically, these are small academies within a school that focus on a specific area for expertise. So I've known there's health science academies. There's engineering academies. There's culinary cohorts. So lots of variety of different kinds of academies or groups within schools. These are high schools. And one of them could be in the digital arts. And so you would definitely want to highlight any of that experience that you have if you've taken any specialty classes that, again, would help to prepare you for the job that you're working with. If you were in culinary class and you're applying for a, a position at a bakery, that's a huge connection there that you're going to want to be able to highlight and include. The next piece and part here is going to be your references. And these are really important and oftentimes overlooked. But your references are going to be, are you should list at least three of them. And they need to be someone who has a professional experience with you. So ideally not just personal, but a professional experience with you in a setting outside of a personal relationship. So this could be a teacher, this could be a coach, this could be someone who can speak to your qualities, attributes, and leadership skills and abilities. The other important part here is that if you do put someone down as a reference, you're going to want to ask them. That's definitely important because no one wants to get a phone call and not anticipate that that was being, that that, that was a possibility. Uh, 
So that's important there. So parents, after you might work through all this and and help, and this could be, you know, a fun little craft and activity or something that you do, not a craft, I guess, (laughs) Uh, activity that you do maybe over time with your young adult, you're going to want to make sure that you help them to go through any grammar, mistakes that might be there, punctuation as well, and, and then really honing in on the word selection that is chosen in each place. Remember that a resume is really the first impression that someone gets of you without actually getting to see you or meet you. And we want to put our best foot forward. And every time I think about the building a resume, I always remember back to the movie Legally Blonde. And in the movie Legally Blonde, Reese Witherspoon is applying to law school. And in her application to law school on her resume, she spritzes it with a dash of ascent. <laughs> and and that was her signature she kind of had alluded to. Like, well, I want to make sure that I'm putting my best foot forward and it smells amazing. And And then as the deans of the law school are going through her resume packet and deciding whether or not to include her, one of them smelt her resume and smelled good (laughs) and made a comment of it. Now, I'm not suggesting that you spray any resume with perfume. What I am suggesting is that you show and highlight yourself enough that it has you stand apart from the rest. And that's really the goal of what a resume is intended to do. So that way you get that job that you're looking for. So hopefully this was helpful. If there's more, I'd love feedback to see. If you would love me to share any more tips or information, please feel free to send me an email at info at amplifyyou.org. I always love to know that your takeaways from the episode make a difference for what you're doing and and how you might change your resume or what you might do differently or add or take away or how this has inspired you. But most of all, I really want you to think about how you can be giving yourself credit for the little things in life in order to be able to recognize and acknowledge yourself for the big accomplishments that we get in life. So thanks for listening and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Divine Career Design Podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review the show and share it with your friends. Connect with me further on Instagram at amplify.u or visit the website at www.amplifyyou.org to join our email list and receive our free guide to a divinely led career.